Ogumbawale for the win. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Megdahl, reminding you you can follow us on Twitter at LockdownWBB. Make sure you're listening to all our wonderful hosts, from Eric Ayala to Trina Mustafa, talking about the women's game that we all love. Lockdown Women's Basketball is brought to you by Built Bar. Now through December 23rd, you can take advantage of the holiday season Built Bar style. Grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar is filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat. So many flavors you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie? Why not all of them? Why not dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa, let it melt a little, and give your beverage a bit of that Built Bar flavor? That's a good idea. I'm going to pass that along to somebody I know who loves them, who you know loves them as well. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple napkins on hand. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And remember, tell them Grandma Myrna sent you. Today's conversation is with Kelly Graves, the head coach at Oregon. The thing about Kelly, he understands good and bad, ups and downs, that media coverage to help grow the game matters. And he is open and honest with all of us about his team, about the positives, about the negatives. And I have a ton of respect for what Oregon has built. Oregon was at its nadir when Kelly took over, and they've been a record-breaking offense. So only in Oregon terms is the early season anything where you'd say, gee, something's way off. You know, their points per 100 possessions, seven games in, 34th in the country, 103.6. You know, elite by almost any measure, but not elite by Oregon measure. They're missing a lot of key parts. He gave us an update this past week and made it obvious that those players aren't returning anytime soon. So... We'll get into it. I'm, I'm going to let him tell you as well a lot of what's been off, what needs to change. I don't really doubt his ability to figure it out, especially once he gets these players back. But without further ado, let's turn things over to a conversation I had along with a couple other media members with Kelly Graves. You're listening to Locked on Women's Basketball. I'm Howard McDonald. Can you hear me okay? All right, Coach, if you're we're all good, uh, we'll uh, okay. start with questions and we'll start with James Carpia from the Oregonian. Okay, uh, we'll get it out of the way. Um, the latest on, um, <laughs> I, I'm 
I'm guessing that Niara would be the one in terms of closest to actually returning though. So starting with her and, and then just the timetable, is it still a couple of weeks away for, uh, for Tahina and obviously and Dia are further off, but Tahina and Niara at this point. Yeah, James, unfortunately, uh, that's not correct. Um, Niara's, you know, for the foreseeable future, I'm not even going to put a timeline on it. You know, we're, we're hoping on all of them by Christmas. Uh, the only good news we have is Bigby, uh, will be back, um, you know, for tomorrow's game. She's practiced the last couple of days. Um, Niara just had an MRI yesterday. And, um, yeah, we're, we're still weeks out on that one. I wish I had better news, big guy. We, we were hoping the same thing. Uh, India gets her cast off today. She'll have a few weeks of rehab. And then, uh, Tahina is, uh, kind of already progressing in in her rehab there's an outside chance that we get them for the midwest trip uh, my guess is pack 12 opener i've been more forthright today than i've normally because i actually have more answers for you today unfortunately you know fortunately but it's still an unfortunate situation we have some uh pretty good players sitting on the bench Victor, I need help. There's a lot of our fans probably think I need some additional coaching help, so that's a good thing. Howard Megdal. Hey, Kelly, good to see you. Um, you too. Wondering, out of the last couple of games, what were your biggest takeaways, just writ large, haven't been able to go through the video, and specifically on the offensive end, what you think, uh, what adjustments you need to make is obviously putting up numbers in the 60s, very unlike uh, your Oregon teams in general. Well, first and foremost, the margin of error is a lot smaller. Um, you look at the players that we were missing, those were four of our playmakers. So we've got, uh, in essence, I, I wouldn't say role players, but we have players that aren't used to having the ball in their hands making plays for others that are in a position to have to make plays for others. And that, that made it a little more difficult. And, and at times the ball stuck a little bit too much. Uh, we, I hopefully will be better, uh, in tomorrow's game at just ball movement. Um, but you, you know, you take somebody, you know, the first game showed how important Niara is to us. She was a secondary ball handler against pressure. Uh, she can obviously make plays in the half court, not only for herself, but for others. And so, you know, that went away. And uh, we just got to, you know, and I think we'll be better. I think our offense will be a little bit more fluid. We added a couple of things to make it so there will be a lot more point A to point B to point C kind of action as opposed to read and react and play. So, um, you know, we tried to remedy it. We'll see, you know, if it uh, is indeed a little bit better. Appreciate it. Eric Scopel, 247 Sports. Coach, I was just going to ask if there's an update for some Taylor Hosendubs at all, if we have any clarity. No, but I think we're in that window now where we should get an answer within the next, it could be right now as we speak. So okay. we're very hopeful. Yes, it is. Um, uh, it's in the very last stage. And so we could hear any time now on Taylor. And then can I ask just really quick, just how is Maddie handled? That was a tough game she had against South Florida. Uh, the ball handlers in general, just how have the last, I guess, what is it, 10 days or so gone in terms of keeping confidence high but also working on improving there? Because that was, I think, a pretty clear issue in that game. Yeah, well, if the last couple of days in practice are any indication, uh, Maddie's going to be fine. You know, I think she just had a, a tough weekend overall. 
and you know, and it showed in her play. But uh, we have great confidence, man. Matt is a heck of a player. She's been, to be honest with you, with and without India and Pow Pow and the other guards, she's been our most consistent player all summer and all fall. Uh, she had a she had a pretty tough weekend, but uh, but she's a competitor and she's going to bounce back. I have, I have a ton of confidence in her. James. I'll kind of follow on both of those, Kelly. Uh, one on, on the host of the uh, timeline, just because we're nearing the end of your academic term, is that a factor in this? In some uh, way? I, I don't know what you mean on that. I, I don't know. I, I think uh, once we get an answer, regardless of the timetable, I, wouldn't she be eligible to play? That, that's what I'm, no, that's what I'm asking. Like to me, she's not a mid year transfer in the first place. So I don't know why it would, but it, I don't believe in coincidence when you're only like 10 days away from the end of the term. I didn't know if that was part of the timeline that, you know, part of the thing. Yeah. No, I'm hopeful, man. We, we can really use her. She's, um, she's tearing us up in practice. We have her playing with the guys and she's the best one on that side. <laughs> so be nice if she was playing for us. Then to the, to, to follow what Eric was talking about with Maddie, um, since that was more of a impromptu situation, of and the 120 and the whole bit. You're not looking for it. It's not ideal, but because you have you're talking about an 18 day stretch of four games, is this allowing for more time to work out kinks in practice that you didn't necessarily have prior to the Bahamas? Uh, exactly, James. Exactly that that got on us really quick, and to play the competition we did with no practice, mind you. You know, you play a really good Oklahoma team, and they're going to prove. Prove me right. That's going to end up being a good win. They're a good team. And then, oh yeah, by the way, tomorrow you play South Carolina without Niara and, and the rest. And, and then, oh, by the way, with no more prep, you've got South Florida, a really good team. They beat Stanford a couple of days later. So, uh, you know, I, listen, UC Davis is a good team, but at least we've had a few days to prepare for UC Davis. Uh, like I said, Taylor's back and just one player, one extra player in the backcourt really changes things. And Taylor has looked good in practice. You know, she's different than the other players we have. You know, she can play downhill. Uh, she's really good in the ball screen and she's a good defender, another long body that can actually guard, you know, four different positions. So that's a big get to have her back. She's not 100%, but uh, 75 or 80%, whatever she's at is is still pretty good. So yeah, I think we've had a time to just kind of figure things out a little bit more. And like I said, I think the guard spot will will be, again, one of our strengths. Antoine, stay the register guard. Uh, speaking on UC, David, just kind of what you see from them and just uh, just how you match up with them. Well, they gave us everything we could handle here last year. Uh, that game could have gone either way. I think we won it in the last 30 seconds. Um, and they have basically the same team back. You know, uh, Sierra Hall is one of the best players on the West Coast. She'd be a really good player in the Pac-12. You know, Stobart inside, same thing. Those those kids can play. Uh, I'm really impressed. And now, you know, for the moment, the name uh, escapes me. But number 23, the lefty, uh, she's a really good player, can shoot it, can drive it. So they have good personnel, a great coach. They know how to win. Uh, again, you know, winning the Big West last year, getting NCAA tournament experience, uh, predicted to win it again. And, and uh, you know, it's just a, a really, really good program. You know, when you schedule these games, you go, wow, this is going to be a really, really tough game, even if we are full strength. And now that we're, you know, not, 
it, it makes it even tougher. So our margin for error isn't as great. Um, the, the reason I love playing UC Davis is A, they're going to play hard. B, they're going to play smart. C, they're going to play together. And D, they play a lot like Stanford and Colorado, a lot of teams that run that same style of offense. And so it gives us good preparation for when we meet those teams later on. Eric. Coach, I was going to ask about defense in particular. I know you said before the season started you were taking on a little bit larger role in kind of figuring out some of that stuff. First couple games at home seemed like that was good. What was your assessments on the road at the Bahamas and and kind of what's the through line been defensively? Like what kind of players maybe have kind of been instrumental on on positives and what are some areas of, of growth needed? Well, not just on the defensive end. You know who I was really impressed with down on the islands? I thought uh, Elise Hurst really played well. Um, and uh, regardless of when everybody comes back, she's going to be somebody that's going to be in our rotation. There's no question about it. Defensively, I think she took four charges down there, did a great job. She's uh, really got great feet and is a good on-ball defender. I also like what Shania Pinto did uh, in her energy and especially defensively did a, did a really good job. I think overall – uh, yeah, it was a, it was a struggle. I, I, we're not the kind of team that's built for back to back game, back to back to back games like that. I think we were the type of team that needs preparation. We play to a scout. Uh, it's it's good for you know us to be able to work through stuff because we're just physically, you know, we're not the quickest team. We don't have a specific style. Uh, we're without some of our length, but um, no, I think defensively we're still a work in progress. We've had some good good stretches and some bad stretches. One of the things that I really liked uh, out of our trip to the islands, in all three games, you guys, we finished strong. You know, unfortunately, the last two opponents, we dug too big a hole to make the comeback. Uh, and unfortunately, against Oklahoma, we were able to. I think we had a double-digit deficit in the fourth quarter and came back and won that game. Um, so our kids are fighting. They're fighting hard. And, um, you know, I just think we need to have that same kind of intensity and focus right from the get-go, play that hard early in the games. And we didn't the last couple. I think we're going to just be better all the way around. I, I think we've been able to regroup um, this last few days. And I gave them the weekend off. We had Thanksgiving off, and that's always a good thing, I think, rest. James? I wanted just a really extremely wide-angle view, Kelly, because I realize like so much of what we've talked unfortunately, so much of what we've talked about the last month is, is who's hurt uh, and dealing with the, the issue and the fire of the day. But you certainly appreciate the very big picture here. There's still a long way to go. With that, though, not just you guys. You know, UCLA is dealing with this, too, of a lot of injuries. And and the conference has taken a lot of lumps right now. Other than Arizona playing well, Stanford has had some ups and downs. As competitive as the league is, the league has taken some real lumps here where you understand that comes now it's going to be Selection Sunday, actually. It's not Selection Monday anymore. But come that day... The league may not have a one or a two seed line after all this, but there's still obviously significance to everything going on. So basically, like, how do you start to shift and adapt to what the big picture still is? Yes, there's still a full league schedule. There's still opportunity. We're not not talking the same lens of, oh, there's three teams who could be in the top eight come selections. No, not, not right now there isn't because of, Everybody being hurt right now, unfortunately. Yeah, well, I think that'll work itself out. We have a long way to go. We're all going to be playing each other, too, and so we're going to get quality wins when that time comes. Uh, you're right. Yeah, the, top, the, the predicted top four teams in the conference all have two losses. Now, among those losses, I don't think anybody has 
quote, bad loss. I wouldn't consider a, a loss to South Carolina or even South Florida on a neutral site a bad loss for us. Um, but you're right. I think as a conference as a whole, now I can't worry about the rest of the teams. I can only worry about mine, but you are correct, James. Uh, we do need to, um, to do better, you know, on, on the, uh, on the national stage when we have these big intersectional games. Um, uh, but yeah, I think a lot of the losses can be blamed on some injuries. Uh, but at the same time, you know, in the end, that doesn't really matter. Right. Uh, but all I can worry about is, is my team and um and get them better i can't worry about stanford and who they're playing and how they're playing uh, but right now i looked at the big 12 we play uh, kansas state coming up so i was just looking at the big 12 standings and man they're, they're they're pretty good i mean everybody in that conference outside of maybe two has either one loss or no losses so i i get what you're saying all we can do is, you know, big picture, if we finish top five or six in our conference, we're in the field, right? I mean, we're in the field. We're going to have, um, you know, the seeds. Listen, I've one of those. I've won eight games as a coach as a double-digit seed in my career. So seeds to me are pointless. You know, now you want a top four because then you're hosting. But, you know, the, the reality is you're going to have to play well and beat good teams. That's all, that's all we got for you, Coach. All right, you guys. Have a great day for hopping on. All right. Thank you. Recording stopped.